is I need a mic podcast where I will be discussing mental health struggles I battle with just like you. Let's talk about it. It's the tagline I use is to say enough is enough. Give me my damn mic. I'm tired of the trauma I'm going through. So, happy Pride Month, y'all. Happy Pride Month. It's June always and will forever be a very touching month. Um, And I will be discussing that in in this episode. Um, And I will also be giving y'all a little treat to to one poem uh, today. So, on the first episode, I, of course, have mentioned I'm openly gay. Um, stud, a.k.a. a lesbian, to be exact. So, growing up as a child, family members would always give me Barbie or any type of girl theme gifts for the holidays. I ain't, I didn't play with none of those. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I did not play with none of those. So I passed them down to my sisters and my cousins. But if you were to give me toy cars, wrestling figures, Hulk Hogan and Undertaker, football, it gotta be 49ers. At the time, I didn't have any favorite team in basketball, but if you gave me a basketball t-shirt and sweats, I will be in business. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it didn't matter what, you know, what anyone brought me. Um, of course, a huge majority of my family at that time didn't know me, but they know who raised me, you know. So, I'm blessed to have two two fathers in my life. And, of course, God, Godfathers as well. Um, my father's uh, one who raised me, and then one who brought me into this world. The one who raised me is uh, no longer with us. And... It's sad. It's uh, it's the reason why I say June is so touching with me is because he passed away in June, and right before he passed away, my younger sister birthday. So it's like a wham wham on top of a damn. But the one who brought me to this world. He's still here. He's still here. I I had recently told him that if he get hurt again, I'm going to buy him a body bubble. And I'm going to just cut it out enough so, he's, is, so he is only able to ride his motorcycles. <laughs> so it's very clear to say that both of my fathers, all of my fathers actually, um, have my heart deeply. I love them all the same. I love them all the same. Why? Because I'm a certified daddy's girl. 
<laughs> so it 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 would be so funny if I were to live with my father now. I would pick up everything he would say like, "Ooh, I'm gonna steal that." What he say? Hit it, baby. Oh yeah, pop. I'm gonna definitely steal that. <laughs> so <clears throat> the dad who had raised me, I witnessed gifts and his provider nature he had brought into the household so I told myself once I have a relationship excuse me once I have a a relationship with a woman that's what I'm going to do I want to be the provider I'm going to be the protector who won't back down without a fight you know so more now than before I have come to terms with knowing that I can still do all of that in the form of a outstanding openly educated gay woman so I want to just use this for an example y'all um so in sports terms um questioning an athlete's heart um a player, players, coach, or coaches would ask or say, is he that guy? And, of course, you know, he's like that. He's like that. So, both of these terms, y'all, can be used for any, if not all, situations. So, let me put myself, for example. Since I identify myself as a woman those terms would be expressed as Rachel like that Rachel don't play you know so it's it's to say it's to say my heart my will my skills is something definitely unheard of so I'm gonna treat y'all up to a poem and then I'm going to get to my coming out story. This uh, poem is called Homophobic Crew. <clears throat> Going to high school, I was a true. But when I came out in the summer of 2005, Mama was afraid I was going to get targeted by the homophobic crew. She said, folks aren't cool like how they used to. They say hi and the next thing they know you will be getting beat up by the crew. Baby, be careful with who you're speaking to. When you walk out that door, just know your mama love you. Yes, ma'am. I love you too. But mama, you didn't tell me the crew would wear fancy clothing with a bible trying to preach what they think is not taught to you back in the day i was young with a smile that would kill a sweet tooth i didn't know the true meaning of everyone is not your friend when they smile to you but by the grace of god no hashtag me too just questions i should have told them go and watch some porn you might learn a thing or two I could tell you never met someone like me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm the, I'm the, I'm the circus act, and you can wait to see 
whispers I would hear across the room. Yeah, that's a woman. Two police officers debating my gender as I was leaving getting some coffee and donut or two. It sounded like these fools were confused. I didn't say nothing. I just gave them a look. I didn't want them to shoot. I'm in this boxing match with the homophobic crew. Protect myself at all times, said the female referee who is rooting for me to beat you. As I touch gloves with the crew, they can be confused, cruel, and verbally throw a Bible at you. Flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee, rumble, young queen stud, rumble. So, I hope y'all like that. I hope y'all like that. That's a so, like, like some of the, like the beginning of the poem, the year and season I had came out to my mom, I was already feeling like I was meant to be a stud. So, I was going to summer school in 2005, and before that, I had expressed I was bisexual. I could, I could assume. <clears throat> I could assume that gave my mom some hope to know I could still be with dudes, and you know, um, y'all know how moms could be, uh, you know, hoping to have grandchildren, and you know, it's like, okay, okay, cool, yeah, but. <clears throat> I came home <clears throat> and I told mom I had a crush on a girl let me tell y'all <laughs> mom's facial expression changed up she was very surprised she was very, very surprised so <clears throat> Before I came home to give my mom my exciting news, my dad, my first dad, the one who raised me, passed away. So I was 15. I was 15. I was experiencing grief like a teenager who only wanted to be held by her father one last time. I don't know how I went through it. I really don't. Like, I guess we could say I still deal with it every now and then. Because mentally, at that time, I didn't know who I was. Emotionally, I was just suffocating. And, of course... I was very numb on the physical part. So, like any other teenager going through grief, I started to hang out with the wrong crew. We We were all hurting or hurt from some type of mental illness that we had dealt with in, you know, in childhood. And we didn't know or have the right words 
to explain what it was we was feeling. We just wanted somebody just to talk to and somebody to listen. And we did that within each other. So, on top of me hanging out with the wrong crew, one day I was talked into ditching fourth period to go hang out uh, with some other friends to get drunk. So we went to this other friend's house. He was literally a block away from a block away. So when everything started and everybody was all about to have some fun, it was just crazy. There was dark liquor, light liquor, white wine, red wine. They were my best friends for for those couple couple of hours that I was there, and I was a beginner drinker, so I didn't know or care what the hell I was doing. I just grabbed the Jack Daniels all day, or the Jose Cuervo, and I just tilt my head back until I couldn't walk. That's just how much I was just really dealing with it. So, till this day, I'll drink for special occasions, you know. I'll, I'll have a little something, something for myself. As long as it doesn't swell up my lips, I ain't tripping. But I won't allow myself to drink numb or to black out the shit I was going through. It's funny because I could I could see it and recognize it from afar if it involves somebody I love, you know. Like so so I'm a parent figure, y'all. I'm a godparent. I'm a auntie, I'm a big sister, little sister, I'm a big cousin, little cousin, so when I, when I see something, or when I know something, you know, um, you know, one of my god siblings, or whoever, siblings in general, somebody who I love, if they were to tell me, hey, your niece, nephew, whoever, has decided to express themselves and they changed up on their sexuality, you damn skip I'm gonna be happy for them. Because I want them to make those decisions for themselves. I don't want them to make those decisions for anybody else. I want them to really know this is what they want, not what somebody say. But this is really what they want. So parents who who have a child or children who's gay or who's being very open with their sexuality, I'm gonna just tell y'all, cherish them. Because I shouldn't be here. I was trying to find that love, that 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 comfort, that that blanket, that them big arms from a parent figure. And I wasn't getting it from home, time to time. 
and this is just me as a teen just saying this i felt like i wasn't getting it so i was trying to search for it anywhere else it just wasn't at home i shouldn't be breathing i shouldn't be speaking but damn it while i am i can just only say this from the bottom of my heart please don't take your kids for granted Please do not take your kid or kids for granted. Why I, I say that? So I just said that I was looking for love and other and other people. Some some still are very close to me, very dear to me. I, 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 I'll text them or I'll call and be like, hey, what's up? Just checking up on you. Or I'll call and I'll be like, you good over there? My first relationship. I, I, I left the house, y'all, when I thought I was in love the first time. It was, my first relationship was very abusive very very abusive so that scar that scar is something that only I can really heal from I know I don't one thing I'm definitely tired of when I tell my stories people saying well it comes with territory well I didn't ask to be abused that was something that wasn't never witnessed in my household. My first dad, his name is Big Man. Big Man never put his hands on my mom. He he may have said some things that was very hurtful, but he never raised his hands to her. And then to this day, I I whenever Whenever I talk to my mom about him, because I miss him, I miss him every day, every second of every day. Um, my mom even said that, yeah, no, he never did. He never did. So, my mom is from the South, y'all, Louisiana, to be exact. So, I was raised around the South because Big Man is also also from the South. He's from Texas. So I was raised around the South, but I was born out of California. So my mom, my mom now regrets. She, she expressed that she regret the fact that she had to let me go because I eventually got hurt so bad so bad she's she's just more appreciative to the fact that I come over for the holidays you know and I love that too and I told her I said ma I love it when we talk I love the fact that I can call and when you are ready to pick up, you pick up the phone and we have conversations as if we're long lost best friends. 
I wanted. That's all I wanted. And don't get me wrong, I not I not only get it, I don't only get the love from my mom now, but I get it from other mother figures too. My godmoms, my stepmom, my god aunties. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing now because I can, uh, I'm only hoping that one day one of my god aunties would hear this and uh, I, I, I call her my TT. <laughs> so whenever I, uh, <laughs> so whenever I uh, would text my godmom to check up on her or whenever I uh, would pick on my godmom I'd send like little pictures like hey I found a couple canes for you and so um, knowing that so so knowing that my godmom um, best friend is like a sister to her I can't pick on one without picking on the other <laughs> so um so I, so I not only sent out one king, but I sent out two, and they're matching. And I said, "See, I found stuff for y'all." <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. I'm not. Of course, I'm not laughing at. Um, and I'm not laughing at their age. I'm. I'm appreciative of their wisdom. I'm appreciative of their love. Even though I'm just meeting, meeting my God, my God auntie, but I want her to know that she has my love and respect as much as my Godmom has my love and respect. So I have a lot of love out there, y'all. I do, I do. I I would like to dedicate this to 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 my family to my God family y'all have really helped mold this woman of who I am today and because I'm just now meeting y'all or because we're just re-meeting each other I just want to tell y'all thank you I want to tell all of y'all thank you so let me close this out because I I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> so let me close y'all out with a quote. Um, and this is straight up just coming from the heart. If you are struggling to find your voice, to find your strength, to go up to your mom or dad or your single parent and you want to open up to them more. You want to you want to be honest with them. Just speak without regrets. Speak from the heart without regrets, more importantly. Parents, please listen from the heart. Just listen from the heart. It's, it's going to help build up 
better relationship with you and your child. Because it sucks when your child no longer want to talk to you because they're afraid of the response that they're going to receive. Or it's just so hard for them just to open up to talk. If, yeah, all they feel like is off, all they feel like they may be getting is just a lot of put downs. Don't be yelling, don't be shouting, don't be criticizing, don't be doubting, don't be judging. Like, don't do all this stuff of what we have went through growing up. We're supposed to be better. How is it that we're better if we're still doing the stuff to our children of how we was raised? And let me tell y'all, we all should know some type of way that we're messed up. Mentally, emotionally, physically. Some of us. Sometimes we just need to get reminded that. Hey, we were teenagers too one time. So the mistakes of what your child is doing is just a learning curve. It's a heck of a learning curve, but don't lose sight of who you were or who you are. Because once that happened, once that happened, you'll be lucky if your child come back and say, hey, I'm here, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing, I still have all of my limbs. It felt good going back home and say, mama, yeah, I needed to leave because it was best for me to grow. My wings needed to be clipped. And I clipped them and it just... I end up in a in a bad relationship because of it. So <clears throat> let me uh wipe your face, y'all. Wipe your eyes real quick. Blow your nose. So now you had heard me speak some truth. This is my way of passing the mic to you. I hope my courage will and drive motivate you. Y'all take care.